This is episode 41, Be More Confident and Less Critical of Yourself with Lily. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Before we dig into today's show, just a reminder that my Bali retreat is around the corner and it's seriously filling up. I think we have three spots left. It's September 16th through the 22nd. So email jill at christinehassler.com if you want to learn more. Bali is a super magical place. I've been there for four or five times and I always have really profound transformation, but also really graceful and sweet transformation. There's something about the energy there and just the overall vibe there that's so joyful and also very, very deep. So it's one of my favorite places to go to do retreat work because you have the depth, but you also have the joy at the same time. So again, email Jill at Christine Hassler if you want to know more about that. Alrighty. So today's theme is one that comes up a lot which is confidence. And over the years, I've heard from so many people who doubt themselves, are hard on themselves, and think something is wrong with them. Insecurity is so, so painful. And it also blinds us from the truth of who we are. So how do we become insecure? Well, we're not born that way. It's a feeling based on beliefs we accumulated because people were critical of us or we felt judged or not enough in some way. And the problem is we live in a world where most people are pretty hard on themselves, which then leaks out to people being hard on other people. People that have snapped at you or criticized you aren't bad people. They're probably just very critical of themselves and it leaks out. Bottom line, we clean up our insides and we act differently on the outside. And I've taught before that confidence does not necessarily come from doing things. It's more about coming into self-acceptance from dropping that internal critical voice and truly liking yourself just as you are right now in this very moment and not thinking you have to be perfect before you can accept yourself. You cannot make your self-love conditional. You're the one person that you need unconditional love from. You know, I've shared before on the show that something that's been a big part of my path is getting over self-criticism. Boy, did I have a nasty inner mean girl, and I was fiercely judgmental of myself. And I have to tell you how liberating self-acceptance truly is. Yes, I still have my moments when that critical voice comes in, and yes, there are sometimes things I want to shift about myself, but for the most part, I've come to a place of accepting who I am. And it's wonderful to get through a day and not be critical of myself, to not think I need to be critical of myself to motivate myself or to be more better or different in some way. And the payoffs of this level of self-acceptance are not just for my benefit. It has made me less critical of others, far less judgmental of others. The space I've been able to open in my heart to see myself through eyes of unconditional love enables me to see others that way. This is a very important part of being a coach or any kind of light worker, or quite frankly, just a loving human being. Dropping the critical voice, coming into that level of self-acceptance so that we feel 
confident, not from our accomplishments or not from roles we play, but just by being who we are. When we're confident about who we are, when we're showing up with our hearts open in that full authenticity, when that voice of the inner critic is silenced by that voice of unconditional love, then our heart is more open to others and we show up as not only a more confident person, but a more loving person. So as you listen to my call today with Lily, I want you to consider what I just said. Is your confidence level affected by the level of criticism that runs over and over again in your head? And are you looking something outside of yourself to make you feel confident rather than cleaning up your internal self-talk? Some other questions to consider. Is confidence something you'd like more of? Even if you're at a pretty good level, wouldn't you love a little more? How often do you doubt yourself or doubt whether you did a job well or doubt whether people really like you? Wouldn't you love to be free of that doubt? Also, I want to ask you, Are you someone, when people ask you how you are, you say, fine, fine, fine. Do you use the word fine a lot? I often say fine is feelings inside, not expressed. And finally, was there or is there someone in your life who's been critical of you? So ponder these questions as we dive into my coaching session with Lily. Hi, Lily. Welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. So great to talk to you. I'm really excited to share with you my thoughts and what's been going on. So, you know, I really love listening to the podcast and you just have some great advice. For me, what's really kind of been on my heart is some of the podcasts you've talked about is just being self-conscious and like kind of believing in yourself. Sorry, like I'm kind of getting emotional right away. That's okay. It tends to happen. Thank you. Yeah, I just... Some things have kind of come up recently that I really like touched a lot of like deep feelings and mm-hmm. inside of me. So I think I just, I really feel like I have a hard time with like believing in myself and like having value in myself. And I just kind of want some help with that. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I just so appreciate the emotion that's coming forward because that's a necessary part of healing this. Because a lot of times we try to be strong and we try to keep it all together and there's these tender places inside that need attention. So I just want you to know that that's okay and that's okay that that's coming forward. And it's important, you know, an important part of feeling confident is around self-trust and an important part of trust is knowing that we have a safe space for our feelings. Because when we suppress and try to keep it all together, there's a part of our consciousness that doesn't fully trust ourselves because we don't allow ourselves full expression. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just wondering, do you have a pattern or can you relate at all to being someone who says she's fine a lot and likes to, you know, make sure she seems okay to the outside world, but maybe inside it might be a different story? Totally. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, I think a lot of kind of what I've been feeling is especially at work, like I know I've just struggled with trying to feel confident at work. And so a lot of times, you know, people will say, are you okay? And yeah, I'm fine. But really on the inside, I'm just really feeling like self-conscious and, you know, or, you know, oh, I am really sad, but I don't really feel 
but that's just okay. Just being vulnerable and just saying, you know what? No, I am really, I am really sad right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how does it feel to be vulnerable right now? Well, it feels safe with you, but it's also kind of scary at the same time. What feels scary about it? I don't know. I guess to be honest too, I feel like when I have been vulnerable, I've been shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shut down by who? Like other people. Mm-hmm. And how do they shut you down? Well, I guess as an example, like at work, I did try to be vulnerable with someone. Like we were, we were doing a book study and assignment and I told one girl, like, you know, to be honest right now, I've been going through a lot, you know, like my mom's moving. I just broke up with somebody. And I said, you know, if I'm just kind of asking you that you kind of recognize that for me and just maybe give me some space or allow some of that, um, you know, just allow me to just kind of walk through my feelings. And her reaction to me right away was, oh, maybe you shouldn't, you, you just shouldn't do the, the book study. And it hurt my feelings. Cause it just felt like she was just totally dismissing me. Mm-hmm. And how often do you dismiss your feelings? I guess I sometimes do. I guess it's on and off, to be honest. Right. So I, I hear how painful that was. And I acknowledge you for the way that you communicated it because you did a beautiful job of communicating what was present for you. And the external world is always a mirror and always a teacher. And often how people respond to us is a reflection of what's going on inside of ourselves. So in a way, her reaction was a projection of how you often react to your own feelings. So it's like you're able to see on the outside how painful what you do to yourself is on the inside. So that, that's that's one component of it. And the, the other component of the shutdown piece is um, people are pretty uncomfortable with vulnerability for the most part. It's shifting. It's changing. But for the most part, people get kind of fidgety around vulnerability. I, I see it every time I do a retreat or a workshop and there's kind of the opening circle or someone shares something and they start to cry they say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I can see other people start to fidget. And it's because there's that kind of uncomfortability with vulnerability. So know that a lot of times it isn't about you. It's about where they are and being able to hold space for it. So what I really learned in in my own path in being vulnerable is I'm mindful about who, who I'm vulnerable with. Yeah. So do you have certain close people, I like to call them soul family, in your life that you can be vulnerable with? Definitely, yeah. Good, good. So those are the people to connect to. And the people like this colleague or whatever, if you can not personalize their response, it's going to help you sort of navigate this confidence thing and, and also help you step into feeling more empowered in your own truth and in your own feelings. Does that make sense? You know, my one question was, you know, how you said a few beats ago about how, what, you know, her reaction was a projection of, of my feelings. Can mm-hmm. you, can you explain that? Cause it, I know you're not saying this, but it feels like that means it's my fault. Oh, I'm so glad you asked for clarity around that. Great question. <laughs> so, and, and this is re- a really important point. The universe is always reflecting to us kind of where we're at. It's always giving us feedback. Like I said, the external reality is often a reflection of what's happening on the inside, okay? So 
For example, someone who thinks they have very, very, they're not worthy, they're not valuable, often will have a hard time like with money issues, like they won't get the job or they won't get the raise or, or things like that. Someone who believes they're unlovable and all all people that love them leave them may have a lot of people abandon them or be flaky or not show up. This making sense so far? Yeah. Okay. So I can understand why we think it's our fault, right? Because it's kind of our unprocessed issues and our kind of ways of being that are attracting it. But if we orient to it as our fault, that kind of makes it seem like we're being punished when we're really not. We're really being given the opportunity to grow. So when we have an experience externally that doesn't feel good or feels off, there's the opportunity for us to go, hmm, how on some level is this a mirror? Or how on some level did I create this? And how on some level is there something for me to learn here? So I'm not saying it's your fault and that you did anything wrong. I'm not saying that at all in any way, shape, or form. What I am saying is it's probably a combination of two things. One, that person's discomfort with vulnerability, right? And also a mirror, mirroring back to you, your own discomfort with vulnerability sometimes and the way that you dismiss yourself. Does that make sense? Yes. And then, but but also, I mean, I guess how it makes sense to me is the person that I dated and broke up with, I mean, he totally didn't value himself. Like we would be, you know, hanging out and he would say things like, well, I'm sad and, you know, but nobody loves me. And he kept pushing me away. And I feel like that created that space of that negative space between us. And I mean, it wasn't his fault, but because he didn't value himself, that was kind of the reflection that came out. So exactly. I guess, yeah, something along that line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And, you know, coming back to your first question about feeling more confident, this is something that you said that you've struggled with. So I'm not surprised that you attracted someone who wasn't very confident. Again, because that's an energetic match. So the good news in all of this is, you, first of all, you didn't do anything wrong. Nothing's your fault. Life is about learning. And the biggest shift, the most powerful shift we can make is from victim and from I did something wrong to student and to really know that life is just about learning. And as we learn more about ourselves and we shift more in ourselves, we start to attract different kinds of people and different kinds of opportunities. So your question initially is spot on. Like you're, you have a great question. How do I feel more confident? How do I really believe in myself and value myself? You're not asking me, how do I go out and find something to make me feel confident? So that already shows me that you have a lot of insight into what really needs to be the issue you address here. So let's look at that for a moment. What makes you feel not confident? What do you think is wrong or not enough? I think I look at, like, I think what's not enough is that I'll I'll, I'll see that reaction from my colleague and think, well, there's something wrong with me. Like, I'm not, I don't have any value. Um, Even my principal, like, today was our last day of school and, like, she's retiring and she said to me, like, well, I'll be watching. Like, and I know there's been issues with her and I as far as, kind of my job. And so 
you know, just that reaction made me think, well, do there's something wrong with me? So I think I, I think I kind of measure my success on people's reactions. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then I think, well, then I'm not a good employee. I must not be a good therapist. I must not, you know, be doing something right. It must be my fault. Uh, Were you criticized a lot growing up? Yeah, I was. Okay. So that's kind of the core issue here. So a lot of times when we're criticized growing up, we tend to be harder on ourselves than anyone else ever can be. Cause we're like, all right, if I'm going to get criticized, it's, if it's going to hurt, I'm just going to internalize it. I think I do it a lot too, cause I'm trying to protect myself. I think mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. That's the payoff and protect yourself from what? I think from being hurt. Mm-hmm. So you hurt yourself to protect yourself from being hurt? <laughs> I think from the outside, yeah. Like I think, well, if I'm going to be hurt from the outside, I'm going to protect myself. Is it working? Do you feel not hurt? No. I still feel hurt, yeah. Right. So maybe what you thought was protection really isn't working. <laughs> Who was so critical of you, Lily? My dad. How is he critical? Well, I know, especially like when my parents got divorced, you know, he would, um, well, even before that, like if I would be upset, he would say, you're so sensitive, you're so this, you know, putting me down. And then I remember at one point he had said, you know, you don't love me enough. You know, we're, me and your mom and I are getting a divorce, but you don't love me enough because you don't spend enough time with me. Mm. So what did you make that mean inside of you? That I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. So do you see how your dad has become, how do I want to say, it's like these these things that happen with your father and, and his voice has become your internal voice? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've listened to the show, maybe you caught the episode when I talked about parents and how, you know, when we're, when we're first born, we know we're connected to God and we know we're whole and complete and loved and then things happen and we start to lose that connection and we project God onto mom and dad and they kind of become our God and the people we crave love from the most. And when there's this kind of pain or I'd even say trauma between the divorce and what he said and how he treated you, it becomes this, this emotional wound, this kind of hole that we internalize. And so what's happened here is that you've allowed your dad's voice to become your internal voice and you've allowed his pain because he really didn't think you don't, don't love him. You know, he, he, that was his that was his own stuff right you see yeah, that now totally. right okay so i know you know that intellectually and now you're at the place in your life lily where it's time to reparent yourself and how you're parenting yourself now is internalizing dad's voice of being critical and my encouragement to you is can you parent yourself with the voice of an unconditionally loving parent because it's time to reprogram your brain. It's time to reprogram how you speak to yourself. And it's also time to forgive him. 
and to forgive yourself for buying into the misunderstanding that he and he alone determines your worth. Absolutely. And also let go of wanting it from him. And probably wanting it too from other people as well, like at work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we always go out as adults and try to get the thing we didn't get as kids. And if you wanted validation and acceptance, you that will be what fuels you. But at the same time, you've got this self-critical voice. So even if you get a little validation and acceptance, you'll still question it and it still won't feel like enough. So in hearing all this, what do you see as the shifts that you can start to make now? What do you see as really the answer to that question you had in the beginning about having more confidence and belief in self? I think it really has to come from inside. You know, instead of seeking it from the outside, really seeking it from myself and really becoming my own parent, you know, and showing that compassion and love. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're... uh, you're a teacher or a therapist? What are you, a counselor? I'm a, I'm a speech therapist. You're a speech therapist. Okay, so let's practice, okay? So okay. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to think of someone. Um, it can even be a pet. It can be a student. It can be niece, nephew. I don't know if you have any of those, but just someone that you love so much. That, like when you think of them, your heart just like explodes, and just tell me, you don't have to tell me who it is, but yes or no, do you have someone in mind? Yes. Okay, yeah. beautiful. So feel that and feel all that love in your heart. Maybe even bring one hand to your heart. And also feel that compassion that you have. And then turn that compassion and love onto you. Feel it just come over you like this warm, pink, fuzzy blanket. And what I'd like you to do out loud from this place is really acknowledge yourself, Lily. You know, this was the last day of school. Acknowledge yourself for the kind of speech therapist, the kind of professional, the kind of person that you are. And I want you to really practice and feel what it feels like to speak to yourself with compassion, love, and encouragement. Okay, so you are a really wonderful speech therapist. You're so loving and you love the children that you work with so much. You bring so much passion into the world and into your life. You're doing great. Just really feel it as you're saying it. Don't just say it. Feel it. Okay. It's kind of hard, but I'm trying. You're doing great. It's just new. (sighs) It's not hard. It's just new. It's just new. Yeah. Um, I really, I just think it's wonderful that you are so passionate about your work and that you you try so hard to really show up every day for your students. It's really great. You bring so much light into the world and so much love. And then all the kids can see that and all of your, your colleagues can see that. And it's just, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's really great to see. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath. How does that feel? It feels good. It felt good to like 
be kind towards myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Feeling confident and knowing you're valuable isn't something you can think your way through. And it's something you have to feel your way through by speaking to yourself in kind ways, acknowledging yourself and being that unconditionally loving and encouraged parent to yourself. Do you see that? Definitely. I think it's just new, right? So Yes. Yes, sweetheart. So it's it's going to take practice again because you had some trauma with the divorce and also like a major person in your life speak critically to you. So there's a lot of, you know, neural nets in your brain that default to that. But I know how important this is to you. And here's what I also know. You've picked a profession that requires a lot of love and a lot of patience and a lot of compassion. I think it's very interesting that you picked a profession where you're teaching people how to speak or speak differently. <laughs> right? <laughs> when when what your what your major growth opportunity here is to speak to yourself differently. So look how wise your soul is and look how passionate you are about enabling people to speak clearly and feel confident. So if you can do it for others, you can do it for yourself. And again, how wise you are and how intuitive you are to pick this career that has set you up so well to learn how to talk differently to yourself. It shows you how much you want it and actually how close you are to it. So what do you see as your next steps? Definitely practicing um, the self-kindness. And I, I really, I, I would like to do that every day. You know, I don't want to say like, you know, you need to do this Lily every day. Like it's more of like, okay, this is something I'd like to do because I see how much it would benefit me. I think that's definitely a good step in the right direction. A hundred percent. So here's what I'd have you do. Do you have an iPhone or smartphone or something? Yes. There's a little voice memo app on there. You've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love for you to, in the morning, after you do a little meditation to record, it could be a minute or two minutes, just at least a minute of you talking nicely to yourself. Like, good morning. I'm so glad I'm here. I love how I'm passionate about my work. I love how I'm kind to people, whatever it may be, just speaking nicely to yourself, just acknowledging yourself, just validating yourself, or you can do it at night and throughout the day, listen to it and make a new one each day. So not only do you record it and practice saying it, but then as you listen to it throughout the day, it will start to reprogram your brain so that your own loving voice becomes louder than the voice of your father's and the voice of that critical person that you internalized. I like that idea. Beautiful. Was this helpful to you? Definitely. I acknowledge Lily's vulnerability and love that she felt safe enough to show emotion so early in the call. It's so important to let those emotions flow, especially for those of y'all out there who are so hard on yourself. That level of self-judgment is very, very harsh. And there's part of your psyche and your heart that needs that vulnerability, that needs you to emote and feel. It's so, so deeply healing 
to let the emotions come through rather than suppressing them with that inner critic saying, you shouldn't be feeling this way, you're weak. So let's break down some things from this call. First, I want to circle back to confidence. So much about building confidence is about what you stop doing rather than what you start doing. Remember, it's not about going out and getting things to make you confident. It's about stopping that voice of the judgment and the internal critic. And then it's really about investigating where that critical voice came from. Remember, you weren't born with it and giving it back. In Lily's case, it was from her dad. Her dad was very critical of her, would say things like she was too sensitive. And so his critical voice became her internal critical voice. And the other thing that happens, especially with parents who, you know, we want this unconditional love from and who we often source our love from when we're children is we pair up criticism with love. So if one of her primary caregivers who's supposed to love her, criticize her a lot, then all of a sudden those two things are hooked up and she thinks the way to take care of herself or even to get love is to criticize herself. And we know her dad was doing the best he could at the time. He probably was very hard on himself on the inside. And maybe he thought being critical of her would protect her in some way, just like he thought maybe it was protecting him. But often the very things we think are protecting us are actually not. They're the things that are causing us the most suffering. I also want to further explain projection because it was something Lily was a little confused on, which is understandable. This life stuff can be a mind boggle. She shared about the situation with her coworker, where she tried to explain where she was in her life and she felt dismissed. And I shared with her that her external reality was a reflection of something that was happening inside and that the way her coworker was treating her was really reflecting to her how she's dismissive of herself. And she got a little confused because she thought it was her fault and she attracted this person dismissing her. And it doesn't really necessarily work like that. See, what projection is, is it's mirroring something to us that we need to see about ourselves. It isn't that we did anything wrong at all. And how we know there's a projection there is if we get triggered. So as you could see from the conversation I had with Lily, she got triggered by what the coworker said. She took it personally. It stung because it stings her when she does it inside herself. Now, in the same situation, if Lily had said what she said and the coworker did what she did and Lily didn't get triggered at all, then I wouldn't say, hey, this is a projection. That was just your coworker being your coworker. But if it triggers you, if it stings, if you can't shake it off, then it's important to look at what am I learning from this? What is this reflecting to me about me? Because with triggers, there's always an opportunity for growth. And remember, You didn't do anything wrong. It's not your fault if someone mistreats you. But again, if it triggers you, then look inside and go, okay, how did I set this up? How am I mistreating myself on the inside? And how is this external reflection giving me a nugget so that I can learn and grow? So I coach a lot in this show about taking a learning-oriented approach to life. Look at what you're attracting without self-blame or thinking you did something wrong. Things are not your fault. They're there for your learning. So before I go into the assignments, I want to just comment on how wise Lily's soul is. I mean, how cool is it that her job is being a speech therapist when the very thing she needs to do for her own soul growth is to learn to talk to herself in a different way? And it just really strikes me to how wise our souls are and how we truly are set up for our deepest healing and growth. 
The universe always has our back and is always on our side. And what I want to emphasize here is that whatever we can do for another, we can do for ourselves. Often, the things we need the most, we go out and do for others because we don't think we're worthy of it. We don't think that we're enough of our own love, or we don't even really even think about it. But the fact that Lily can go and show up lovingly for people who need to learn to speak differently means that she can do it for herself. And whatever you're doing for others so well and with so much love, you can do for you and you deserve it. So your assignments for this episode. Is there a critical voice in your head? Whose voice is it? And is it time to give it back? Perhaps write that person, or maybe it's a group of people, a letter, thanking them for the lessons and then respectfully declining to carry on their voice anymore and giving that critical lens back to them. Is there someone out there who you've recently felt hurt by, triggered by, like Lily was with her coworker? And investigate, could there be a projection here? What are you learning from that situation? And what are you really good at giving others that you're not giving yourself? And finally, I encourage you to go back and listen to the Coach's Corner episode, Mastering Your Mean Girl or Bad Boy with Melissa Ambrosini. It's a great episode about changing your self-talk. And so if confidence is an issue for you, and if you're feeling like your inner critic really is on a rampage, that episode will really, really help. So I want to remind you that you're worthy and lovable and deserving of all your dreams. There's nothing you have to do or be to become confident. Just remember that your truth is love. Accept yourself fully for who you are. And the more you accept yourself for where you are right now, then the more you can approach growth and change and evolution from a place of love rather than from a place of judgment. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.